Well, my name is Georgie Hood, and I'm Latoya's mother. Are you sure? I'm positive. Do I, do I look like her, y'all? They laugh. Okay, so this is my mom, you guys, and I wanted to share her with you because you guys have heard a lot about her. And I think that now is the time for us to have conversation. So today's topic is, is called, Who Am I? And you guys are going to get an opportunity to break inside some groups and have conversation about who am I. But I wanted to ask my mother just a few questions. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable, just say, I don't want to answer. Okay. But you can't say that to all of the questions I ask either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that fair? Okay. So. Give you an easy one? Yes. Okay. So, th this is a domestic violence class. Okay. So, you know, we're going to go there. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So, first question. Name the first time in your life you identified violence. How old were you? Give me a scenario of a situation where you identified violence. Mm, I was 15 and I was with this guy named Andrew and he's a jealous type of man. And one of his friends told me I looked nice and he asked me to come in the bathroom. He had something to tell me and I got popped in the eye. Mm. Then after I came out the bathroom, the eye was swelling and was no more looking pretty. Mm. So the very first time you ever experienced violence was with my father? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't know that. I My thought was just based on my grandmother oh, yes. that you've seen it growing up in the house i have okay and then you guys ended up connecting because he's seen it you've seen it bam y'all connected like magnets correct yeah that makes sense she said correct you're not at court mom no, it's no. okay <laughs> it's okay i'm still saying i know you fussed at me at home but you don't get on camera you're gonna be correct <laughs> that, that's what i get so at what point in your life did you recognize that you was worth more than a man abusing you? After the black eye. One black eye, that was enough? That taught me, but I couldn't get loose. Why? Because I had got fell in love with the guy. Hmm. You fell in love with that one guy. Have you been abused after that? Only once after that. Everybody else knew to keep their hands to the tail. Hmm, okay. So who was that one? This guy named Donald. Aye, okay. So what about John? What oh, about he, Franny? No, he don't, he don't fight. He's too scared. Oh, okay. <laughs> Franny don't fight. Uh-uh, he cusses. Oh. Make you look little. Ah, so do you think that's a form of abuse? Well, if you think about it, yes. Why? It is mental abuse. Uh -huh. And it lasts longer, At right? Times, no, yeah. all the time. Because the physical scar and bruise, will go away. You call me all kind of sacks of bees, mm -hmm. that'll last a lifetime, um, unless I begin to work on it. So at what point, and, and this is the thing that's also in the book that, that stands out for me. This one time we was leaving, uh, and, and because my father was your first abuser, um, and my father was a very abusive man all the way into his death. It was verbally, it was sexually, um, you know, he was just an abusive man. 
things got better in the relationship that I had with him because he knew I wouldn't stand for it. You ain't gonna talk to me crazy and I'm not doing it, you know. It, it was more of my husband identifying for my dad that what he said was wrong because he called me fat and we was driving to <laughs> we was driving to LA on the freeway and he said to um to me, Hey, something about you fat. And my husband said, If you call my wife fat one more damn time, I'm gonna put your ass out on the freeway. After that, that began to change in terms of him recognizing that Bobby's not gonna put up for it, put yeah. up with it. He, you're not gonna do his wife any kind of way. He's not, he not doing that. Um, but he was very abusive. At what point did you feel like it was time to separate? Because the name of the book says, and it's titled based on your life. I was the hidden victim in it. But because you was being abused, you couldn't protect me because you couldn't protect yourself. Right. So at what point did you realize that day? Because I, I remember a lot. I don't know what you remember. I was a kid. I remember you wanted to leave and we lived down the street and we're and we're going down Central Avenue and it's dark, it's cold, it's late. And all of a sudden I can hear my dad feet running doo -doo 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 behind us. And you grab hold to my hand tighter. And I remember we looked back and it was my dad. And he was begging you to come and you didn't want to come. And then y'all started fighting on Central. We end up going back eventually, but I just remember that that situation. But you kept wanting to get out and get out and get out and get out. What point did it take for you to get out and never return? What was that incident? What did it look like? Well, I really couldn't say because I put it all together. All the abusive times and the things that he had done to me and to you. So I put them all together after he started picking things out on you behind me and I wasn't going for that. Mm. Yeah, very abusive. I I don't remember the fact that when he was mad at you, he was abusive to me, but it could very well be so. Yes. But I know when you would be mad at him, you would be abusive to me. Get away from me. You look like your daddy. Um, cause I look a lot like my dash. <laughs> um, so I didn't even, I didn't, I don't know if I blocked it out or if I just didn't remember it, but I don't remember that. But I know he was just abusive and controlling period. I remember getting locked in the car. I remember getting locked in the garage. I mean, and not the garage, in the uh, living room. Um, I remember he would turn the lights out. I remember how he had all of the locks on the cabinets. Um, he would lock the with a chain and lock so you can't get in no you can't get to the food. He was a cold piece of work. And I and I think that I asked you this and I think it's important because I have a lot of women on the line who choose to maybe not be with that one abuser because oh I'm done with him, but how can we get healthy enough not to pick another abuser? Because just because he don't hit me or he don't cheat on me or he don't talk bad to me, it doesn't mean that he's not being abusive in some form. So if you could say something to these women, what would you tell them? Mm, that's a good question. It's hard to find a, a person that be loyal to you without the abuse. And if y'all can find someone that hangs in there with you, and understand you keep them. They might be a little slow, but they know better. <laughs> a little slow. Yeah. A little slow on the uptake? Yes. <laughs> I'm on a slow guy. He got to keep up with me. Yeah. Shoot. So, <laughs> so I think that it's a lot that's gone on. And I'm going to open up the lines for you guys to ask questions. And so if you have a question, write it down. And I just think because 
in my family there was generations of abuse it wasn't just one time you guys it was a generation my grandmother fought my mother fought i fought my daughter fight and i'd be damned if my grandchildren has to go through this cycle right not if grandma got something to do with it i'm gonna teach them how to be worthy to recognize who am i i don't need you to make me feel like a whole woman i don't need my husband i love him to death but you know what you do you boo i'm gonna do me right that independence is what i have and i want that for you guys all right mm -hmm. and so looking at my mother i think she's a very beautiful woman um I can't even think, I'm gonna be real honest. I can't think of one good man you had. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not one. Who? Who? Tell me who was good. Well, mm, that's, that's what I'm a saying. Good question. It is a good question. Mm -hmm. Really, in my lifetime, that, that since I've around or coming up, I really haven't had any. I just tolerated it to be mm. with somebody so I wouldn't be alone. Wow. Well, it's like that. That's deep. You tolerate all of them. Excuse my Swahili. Cover your ears. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't be alone. Yes. You don't know how it is to be alone. You, you be alone. See, when you have people like your children and stuff. And I'm not your child? Yeah, of course you are. Oh, okay. Honey, I'm just wondering. You born and how much you weigh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm wondering. Talking about I had people, you had me. Yeah. But you were small, but I couldn't see. But you being small, I didn't have the enough strength and the knowledge that I have now then in order to continue to take care of you. It was out the, the you seeing abuse. Mm -hmm. So you left me with the jerk. <laughs> so, got it. So <laughs> that's your father. He is. He is. Um, I think that, that that's good information because so many times we settle in relationships um, just because we don't want to be alone. And we, you guys know this, we talk about this all the time. And I have to tell you, your partners are accessories. They're not your be all and end all. They accessorize who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, then it's no good in a relationship. They are your accessory. Please don't stay in a relationship for the sake of not, not being alone because the truth of it is is as came out of the mouth of my mother which i've never heard um it's because let me tell you this before i go to the next piece she's gonna say i don't talk like you you're outspoken and all of that and i'm not yeah you are today oh <laughs> uh, yeah because <laughs> i think that being in a relationship means that i have first a relationship with myself yes you do and I think that some of the women that I've been blessed to serve, um, we should have 31 women on the line. Um, I think that I use my life as an example, not because I want y'all to feel sorry for me, not because I want accolades, but because now that I know better, let me help you figure that out. Because when people don't pour into you, then you don't have it. No, nobody have given it to you. And after watching my mother be abused for for every single man, she talking about once. I think she forgot. I guess she clumped them all together. Everybody, right? I think that watching Don and John and Don and my dad and Franny and your husband Oscar, that's six men that I know of for sure that abused you. I feel that you worth 
uh, having somebody loving you to the fullest, right? And um, probably I won't see it in my lifetime, but I pray that you know and you learn how valuable you are. Mm -hmm. I, I pray that because you said something that just like, ooh, I wish I wasn't on camera because we have a good conversation. <laughs> uh, um, but I think that I love you mm -hmm. and I always love you. And um, some of the issues that we had and in, 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 in the some of the girls know because they read the book um, about our relationship. Mm -hmm. And because I always felt like those men came first. But it makes so much sense now because you never said that to me before. Like I was afraid to be by myself. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. You scared of the dark? No, no. That's why you got a nightlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and this was a, a double uh double sword kind of conversation. It makes tons of sense. And and it, let me tell you guys this. Years ago when I first started counseling, I would talk to my mother, I'm gonna come out here with that counseling shit on me. So I'm real mindful when I have conversations with her that I don't use that type of mindset, but it's, it's hard because once you hear, you hear. Um, I want to open up the lines for someone that want to ask the question. Wave your hand if you have a question for me or my mother. Okay. Uh-oh. Here you go. Okay. Uh, I have a... Hi, Auntie. Hi, how are you doing? I am so good to see you. You look so beautiful. Oh, look um, at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I wish I was there with you. Um, my my question is, um, have you been able to encourage or motivate any other women past um, Toya and past me um, with some of the experiences that you've had um, have you been able to help other women in their journey to avoid some of the um, streets that you had to go down so that it would make that particular experience that much more meaningful because you were able to help other women? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. It took a while for me to be able to start doing that, well, doing it and achieving that mission. But yes, I have. So one of the things that I recognize uh, my mother was a part of this place that's called Innovich that's in uh, Denver. Uh, it's an empowerment, a women empowerment program. And um, they did a documentary on her as well. And so I was, I, I look at the little sticker every day. It's on, on, the, on my nightstand. I, it's hanging off of my lamp. So I look at it all the time. But they just talked about all of the struggles that you've been through and how you're able to just keep going. And I always crack jokes because you had freaking every bone in your body broken. That's no, that's not a joke, but it's like every bone, just fingers and knees and legs and ribs and just whoo. And uh, you still stand strong. And then last month, you guys know she had a stroke. Now look, that look like a stroke. Just no. Woo! Right. Um, any any other questions? Thank you, Cindy. Love you. Love you. In regards to domestic violence and that generational process, because re remember, my mother watched it. I, I, I she watched it. I watched it. Um, and so it, it became a part of life for us. It. I. 
I, on the other hand, I don't care about being by myself. I've been by myself most of my life, so I'm good. Leave me alone. I'd rather be solo anyway. Um, that's because I'm an introvert. I'd rather not have a lot of people in my space. Go away, could you? No company, you know that, right? Yeah, yes. No company. That's because you had a house full of people all the time, right? That's <laughs> why I didn't have to worry about getting jumped on because it's a house full of people. Okay, <laughs> your back up. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Miss Carla, you have a question. Yeah, so I wanted to ask two, if that's okay. Not a problem, sweetie. Uh, my first one is is how how did you did you have any guilt and uh, about parenting going through that, and if so, um, how were you able to deal with that? Because I know I carry a little bit of guilt. It's it's getting getting less and and I just want to know how do you feel now knowing that like you know it's your decisions have caused like a couple generations you know oh this me that that would be you my <laughs> darling <laughs> did you understand it mm -mm. she want to know how do you carry the guilt of knowing the choices you made affected me and my children Oh, I didn't like that at all. Because I look down at that all the time and wonder how would it been if I could have stayed there in her life and helped her. Well, I have helped with children. But when they was being consumed, not consumed, but being together, there's a couple of my grandkids that I wasn't there with her when she had them. But then now I look down and say, well, what would she have done if I was there? So I feel guilty on that, though, that I wasn't there for her. And what about the domestic violence? That's the that's the the piece I think she's asking. How do you feel about me being in an abusive relationship because I watched you? I don't like that at all. That, I, that makes me want to choke him. Choke who? Don't did, you say that? I did. That's why I heard it. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> makes you want to just. Just destroy, you know, and it's not nice to destroy, but mm, there's things that make you want to do it. And I, I, I thank God that my child, well, my child, that um, she learned to go continue on. And I'm so proud of her seeing that. And I'm learning now from her, even though she don't know, um, <laughs> that it's it, it's easier to just hang in there, just put it like that. But you can have details. I, I like this because you, you don't share. And so you're saying you're learning from me. What's easier? What's easier? What I should have learned when I was growing up. Gotcha. Yeah. But sometimes we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Right. I think I learned a lot because I first and foremost went to drug treatment. And once I was introduced with sobriety, I thirst for so much more. Um, and then I went to the game program, which is the welfare to work program. And they did this assessment and, and because I thought I was uh, mama's word, I thought I was dumb and I couldn't understand nothing. I was stupid and retarded. So once they assessed me and they told me, no, you got a pretty decent IQ. You have to put the information in, in order for something to work. So I began to go to school and, and it let me know, but well, dang, I can't do this. So before I go on a tangent, because I, I think that it was very important for me 
not only do I want to educate myself, but I want to go back and help other women know that they don't have to stay because I felt like I had to stay. My dad beat the crap out of my mother, my stepmother. He was disrespectful to all of the women that he had. I see my mother, every relationship she was in, it was abusive. My first form of communication was aggression. So I wanted something different, right? I wanted something different. But that guilt, I think I have it as well, Carla. I look at my children today and this, this is the third generation of that I know of. I don't know what my big mama did, but I am the third generation of abuse and my kids is the fourth. And so as the third generation, I am the matriot of my family. I'm a mother of nine and uh, grandma 15. And I think that my behavior have affected my children in a way that they are dysfunctional. They're dysfunctional in society. And I'm clear, I'm real clear. Um, they can be better, but it's a choice that they have to make, Carla. It's nothing that I can do now. I've done my best. I screwed up a lot. I'm, I'm not saying that I didn't. But in the last 21 years, I have walked down the right road. Now, it's their choice to take that side of mama, my second lifestyle, and do something with it, or they can take all that negativity that I had and they can live that out. But it's their choices when they become an adult, right? I put them in counseling when they were kids. They, they had counseling and therapy, which is two different things, right? They had psychotherapy, which is what we're doing now. It's when you're in a, a group of people and you guys are congregating together, you're processing together. They've had all that. I've set all of that up for my children. Yet and still, they still struggle. I mean, some more than others. You know, got a little alcoholic. Well, guess where you get that from? His mother. All I can do is pray for him and talk to him. So Carla, I want to tell you, forgive yourself and love yourself and know that you did the best that you could with what you had. And now you get the opportunity to do better. And that was an excellent question. You guys are good. Thank you. Anybody else? You had a second one. What's your second one, baby? Um, Is there at a, well, at a point I held... I held a couple grudges with my mom and I wanted to know if there was anything that or at a point in time you had a couple grudges or did you blame her or <laughs> huh. I was trying to avoid this conversation. That's why I didn't have questions. Sorry. The, <laughs> that's all right. It, it is what it is. I think for a long time I didn't like my mother. I loved her, but I didn't like her because I felt like she left me for um, her dudes. I feel like I was never important enough for her to be with me. That's how, that's how I felt. You feel that way? I did. I did. Up until last year. Up until last year. I did. I, I think that because it's, it always rings true. Even to right now, when you tell me you want to go, I feel like I finally get you in my life. And now, <clears throat> off of him, you go again. But I'm old now, so it's... <laughs> I'm not a little girl, but I feel like there's something in me that only my mother can feel. Mm -hmm. Nobody else, not my friend, not my man, not my dad, only my mother can feel. And I had to realize, and this was just like, because I sat in my car and cried the other day, like, okay, what am I doing wrong? How can I get her to stay? What can I do? Da, 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 da. And I was like, I'm not doing that. She a grown woman. It, it, I didn't do it on my own. Um, it was my auntie who was like, let her go. She's done that your whole life. And I was like, hmm, well, everybody wants somebody. You just said what it was. And I was thinking, boom, light bulb. She don't want to be by herself. Because I got a good man, y'all. He cooked yes, for me. He does. cleaned for me. He take care of me. I cook for him. I said, no, that's not true. I don't cook a lot. 
Um, but I, we take care of each other, right? And I and probably because she see that she's like, I want my man. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense, but that was the uh, the guilt part. It was really hard for me, um, Carla, because whew, here we go. I'll show them on this conversation. Let me see. Um, it was really hard for me because we're all alcoholics. I am, my mother and my father are. And I think that when alcohol was around, something always happened to me, I felt, right? Mama drinking, oh Lord, what's gonna happen tonight? And then I think that now I get my mother and she's sober. Like, woo! Y'all don't even know. Don't start me to shouting up in here, girl, cause I'll be going. Um, just to have my mom and have my mom in my life sober is, is amazing. Now she a whoop-a-snapper and she fussed and she grumpy as all get out. What y'all see is she smiling, she look good. Take her home, she be <laughs> But I know it has to do something probably with she miss her man that she's been with for 17 years. So 20, oh, excuse me, 20. So that's an excellent question. I've learned to forgive her because I want to be forgiven. I learned to like her <laughs> because I want to be liked. And I'm talking about by my children because I made a lot of mistakes. Some of the same mistakes she's made because it's a generational thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, on my side, I think my side is clear. How do you feel? Yeah, well, I feel the same. I'm... What does that mean? I feel the same. How do you feel? I'm doing better. Like no, our relationship. I'm doing better in our relationship. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. You know, I enjoy being with you the, to the utmost. Yeah. To the utmost. Well, there was times when you was with your dad and stuff, it seemed like you put him first before me. And that got this ate into me. And then now, I hate to say it, but he's gone and I got you. Wow. You ain't got nothing to do now with it. Really? Yeah. That's how you feel? Been... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, let's see. I think he and I were very close. Yes. Because you left me. You took off and you left me. So he had to get his life together because he couldn't leave me. I was he was all I had. So that, that, it didn't mean I didn't love you. The, I felt like, oh gosh, here we go. I felt like the reason why I didn't like you was because you left me and I feel like you left me. That's how I felt. It was just me and you against the world. You, but you left me. No, I don't think it was just me and you against the world. Then who was it? I don't know, not like that. It, I didn't just get up and take off and left your father had a whole lot to do with our relationships. When we were out and stuff, I wanted to be with you and we go to him. And he's always had this little rope around you that always made me feel like I wasn't invited or didn't want. He always had to make sure that he was number one. And when you was growing up, then he'll say, you go over there, daddy, you know, and hug him and stuff. And there I am. So I felt left up. Mm. 
Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So as we having these conversations, I want you guys to be able to pick up because this is real. This is not scripted, honey. Not oh. one bit. Um, I want you to be able to put, pick up those forms of abuse because she, she mentioned the fact that, not she, my mother mentioned the fact that my dad had me wrapped around his finger and made her feel like she's not important. Yeah. So many of you mothers, your kids are now with your with their dads or with your dad's, their dad's family and you're feeling the same thing. If you feel that, wave your hand, ladies. Okay, good, mm -hmm. good. So we in the right room. Um, we in the right room. So I, I want you to know that on my side, he was very, he, he, he didn't have nothing nice to say most of the time. Until I got older, I would say, don't talk about my mother like that. Even though I felt like she left me, I still feel like that's my mother and I'm a protector. As anytime I can, I will, I will knock down a horse for you, right? Today, right? And so he, he knew that. Then he started to realize if I say something about her, then he's going to lose me. But, I, but my only issue was the fact that I felt that you left me, right? He ran me. He ran you away, but you forgot to take me with you. Well, I understand that part too. I really do, and I hate that part. I bounce myself out all the time about not taking you. But when I'm going from step to step and here, places to places, I didn't want you in that type of environment. And then I ended up with you. And then when I gave that to be with your father, then he just took over. Well, I, I think it's mo it's so much more than taking over. I think he protected me from all that was going on. Well, I, I grant you that. Yeah. He, he, he kept he me safe. Me yeah. He kept me because you wasn't able to keep me safe, Mom. Yeah. But we good now. Oh, yeah. So the whole conversation before we get into that, because I see she's it's changing her emotions. So the whole top, the whole purpose of having that conversation is how do we get along now? I like to say much better. I've learned to forgive her. I've learned to forgive myself for feeling the way that I felt about her because I realized that she was a victim too. Um, at first, I, I, she was a monster. She wasn't a victim. And then once I started looking at everything, I realized, well, dang, she was going through the same thing I was going through just on a different level. And so it, it softened my heart, Carla, to recognize that she is my mother. I love her. And she went through a lot. And as her child, I went through a lot too. Um, so why are you staying in those relationships because you don't want to be alone? Think about what's going on with your kids, right? Yes. We made a conscious decision to give birth to these children. And yet, and still, our choices have to be to continue to support them. Sometimes it's not about a man. Sometimes it's about how you feel in your inside. I want, at 51 years old, I want to be first for you at least one time. Where you are. Mm. All right, mother. Where you going right now? I'm going to see my man. Mm, that's my point. You know. <laughs> I'm going to see my man. He got two, two, one good leg. He can come out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other questions? Go ahead, Miss Tiffany. Hi. First of all, I just want to say that you both look beautiful this morning and Thank your you. mother is so beautiful and she raised such a strong, beautiful woman, like hats off to you. <laughs> and thank you for um, being here and sharing your experiences, even though I know that they're uncomfortable. 
um, sitting in front of us. I, I personally appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I know that it's, it's hard to get up there and share your experiences, but it really does make a difference. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, but I did, uh, in the meantime, while you guys were talking, just kind of something kind of just popped out at me. So I wrote it down real quick, so I'm just going to read it. Um, I just wanted to say that, uh, it's inspiring to see that you can pull through just through you two at the very least that it's inspiring to see that you can pull through and come out on top and come out even stronger and wiser going through what you guys went through. I thank you for sharing your hurtful experiences and now being able to help us so that we may be able to move past this point in our lives and maybe even earlier on in our lives so that we don't have to endure this later on even. Um, that you're able to motivate us and guide us and inspire us to be stronger women ourselves. And we, uh, often, we often do stay in abusive relationships because we don't want to feel lonely. Um, I, for, for one, that's my number one reason. Um, but I've seen through my own experiences that in the end, that it ends up making our children being the one that are lonely. And it's forced me to realize and ask myself, what's more important, this man that may or may not be constant in my life or my children who rely solely on me, especially in their adolescent years. We starve for that feeling from a man, but we only have a few short years to be able to mold our children and be able to show them what is acceptable and not acceptable on how to be treated um, the way that our, our abusers treat us. So it's either going to start or continue this cycle of abuse for our children and gener generations to come. Because as parents, we are teaching them that this is okay and that this is acceptable. The time to break the cycle is now, and I need to ask myself and reflect on what are some of the steps that I need to take to ensure that this doesn't happen anymore to myself or to my children, and how I how am I going to break this cycle? And starting with number one, I'm recognizing that something needs to change, and that abuse is just absolutely not acceptable for me or my children in my life anymore. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much. I am so glad that you could get so much um, awareness out of the conversation because I'm still in like, oh, you said that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Um, but it's, it's real helpful. It's real helpful. Uh, Absolutely. Anybody, thank you. Thank you so much, sweetie. Thank you. And thank you for acknowledging my mother because she didn't want to come on camera. And I just popped up with it early this morning. And if Destiny wouldn't have went and got her, I would have left her alone. Like, oh, well, whatever. So thank you, Destiny, for making sure that this, this happened. This was helpful for me, you guys, as well. Um, because when we start talking, she'll shut down. So this is great. <laughs> okay, any other questions? Any comments? Everybody good? Who's at the bottom under her? I have a question. Okay, go ahead, baby. So uh, my question is, um, I have a four-year-old and I know you said you that you were, um, you know, trying to stop that cycle with your grandchildren. What, like, how, what are you doing to mold your grandchildren to stop that abusive cycle? I, 
Are you done? Because I'm so angry. Oh, yes, yes. I teach them mm -hmm. another form of communication, right? So the old way would be I would knock my kids upside the head. This is how the violence perpetuates itself. It started mm -hmm. grandma, went to my parents. I got popped, slapped, hit, thrown, poof, whatever for everything. And so I bring my grandkids to my eyesight and I hold conversation that sticks here. Okay, do that make sense? Come here, let me talk to you. And I process through it with them so they can see it. You can't just fuss and cuss and argue all the time because that's the behavior we're teaching them that's acceptable. But when I sit down and identify and communicate with my children, my husband, my son, anybody that I talk to, I'm teaching them how to communicate effectively. So then aggression is not a form of a communication because aggression turns into violence. Right. So I had to begin to have those conversations with, with my uh, my grandkids the other night. This one, she keep getting out the bed. Go to bed, Kaylani. Go to bed, Kaylani. Go to bed. All the time. Now when I said, go to bed now. And then she looked at me like she crazy. And I ain't had no problems with her <laughs> in the last three nights. Right. But it's, it's a different form of communication, sweetie. I hope I answered your question, but it's just the way that I communicate. I talk things through. I try to communicate effectively. No, I'm far from being perfect, right? Because I've been made over. This is my second lifestyle. However, I make sure that my kids can understand what I'm saying. So I talk to them and I talk it through. What you're doing is you're teaching them how to think. You're teaching them how to process. People that don't know how to process and don't know how to think, they're violent and aggressive and abusive because everything is crazy. But if you teach them how to line it up, it makes it easier for them to communicate. I hope that's answered your question. Uh, there was that, who who was the, uh, the wave of hand? That, who's that on the side, Angelique? Right there, right where your mouse is. Okay, go ahead, Heather. I'm gonna get you, Cindy. You're gonna close us out. Go ahead, Heather. Um, I wanted to know, oh, good morning. Good morning, morning, sweetie. <laughs> um, I wanted to know, okay, whenever you're talking to your grandchildren, you're telling them um, how to be and who, who to be, you're not uh, discussing your abuse with them, are you? Or are you uh, trying to shed light into way that they can act appropriate yes. or to, okay. to um, show them the flags of it, but you're not stressing what has happened to you in your life. You're trying to change it, mold it into a different direction. You're absolutely right. The, the ones that I talk to more about my abuse is my children. Um, it's because they're they're now coming to me. My right. six foot seven year big old son said to me, if my dad say something to you, excuse me, mom, I'll fuck him up. And I said, well, baby, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to recognize that your daddy is a sick man and he old now, I might F him up right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but True. to learn the form of communication. Him, we have those conversations because they're now asking me questions about it. My grandchildren, I just teach them how to be effective, productive communicators. That's it. And Correct. that's where you break the cycle, the cycle, because I didn't get that. I got you cussed out, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're all of those things. So that's what I thought to do. But right. with my grandchildren, I'm teaching them different. Right. Break the cycle, break that cycle, break that cycle. But any other questions? Thank you. Good question. You look very beautiful in our favorite place, the potty. <laughs> 
Hi, Cindy. Auntie, I just had to tell you, I know this is off topic a bit, but I wanted to tell you, I appreciate you so much for um, being my midwife and putting me in labor with my baby who just turned 31. <laughs> and um, I am so grateful um, for the experiences that we've had. All of them are memorable. And one of my grandchildren, my granddaughter, the only granddaughter, is truly a Cindy handful. She is definitely, <laughs> woo, at two. You, huh? um, she is She is truly a determined little girl. And um, I have learned and I am continuing to learn how to handle her so that she becomes her best. But all of that is possible because you helped me. Got that booty too, didn't she? Ah! Oh, I'm just just a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take my mother to the airport. I thought I'd give you a treat on the way to the airport. Um, I'm going to take her down the hill so she can go be with our boo. Um, I want to say to you guys, thank you so much for being a part of this process. And um, to whom much is given, much is required. I've been able to live a life beyond my wildest dream because I made chances and choices. The woman you see before you today took work. I'm still working. I'm still a work in process. But one day at a time, I become a better woman. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Um, and you take care. You have a blessed day.